Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast exploring the latest in film, TV, games, toys, and more. And now, somewhere in a secret bunker outside of Washington, D.C., here are your hosts, 30-year veteran of pop culture and entertainment news for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski, and pop culture, technology, and space aficionado, Todd Stowell. Hey, Joe. Am I going to be shot out of a cannon? Yeah, you know, you're just... What does that mean? I'm just excited. I'm ready to roll. I haven't mean, talked I... to you in like three months. I mean, either that or uh, you woke up from your nap and you feel rested. Okay. That's uh, that's off topic. Okay. I have, well... I have no official... No um, official response there. Have you? I don't. Do you pay attention at all to the late night shows? Any of them? I I um since since Trump was elected, I have gone out of my way to avoid all of them. All right. So here's the weird thing, and I've never seen this before. So with the final season of Shit's Creek coming out. Oh yeah, I've been watching that, baby. Every time. <laughs> They mention Shit's Creek. They have to put the logo on the screen, or in the case of at least Fallon and um, Colbert, they had to hold up a poster or a postcard with the logo on it every time how, they how said. Ridiculous. How because ridiculous! Because apparently, because it's Shit's Creek. Yes, I understand. Yeah. They were terrified they were going to get into trouble. But it was so bizarre. Like, I've never seen anything like it before. <laughs> I thought it was just so strange. Um, it's, it's hard to believe that we're still back in the 1950s on television sometimes, you know. Man, that? I mean, in the UK, don't they, like, drop the F-bomb after 11 or after 10? Uh, I don't know. Makes sense. I mean, I know that I know they say quite a bit on TV as it is now. And on the radio, it's completely uncensored. So you cannot go on to a public radio station and, and swear can in the you? UK. Absolutely. Oh, in the UK. Okay. In the UK cool. you can. Well, I mean, Not if you're here. on, if you're on Sirius, you can. Sure. Sure. Right. But yeah, final season of Shit's Creek. So it's so good. I can't believe you. Didn't I get you turned on to that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm just mm-hmm. make sure. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Just like, um, I got you into uh, uh, what was the what was the show that for the longest time you refused to watch, and then you watched it, and it was like, and I oh. watched all of it. Well, Breaking Bad was one of them. What, did I, you I, ever did you ever watch Broadchurch? No, I'll, I I got there is so much TV right now. There is I, so much TV, and there is even canceled TV I'm watching that's so good. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I, there's a show that only made it one season because of some sort of controversy that I've yet to understand. Swamp Thing, that is one of the best horror television shows I've ever seen. I cannot believe that DC Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment didn't do this and keep this thing going. Well, painful. Do you remember, do you remember that show that starred John Bernthal called Mob City? Yeah. That was only on for a season and it got cut. That was like Simon Pegg, like Bernthal, like a bunch of like big name one one season and done. Yeah, this is ridiculous though because you know, it's a streaming service. So, I mean, I, the production values were really high. 
I mean, I don't know what happened. They're, they're still, nobody is, nobody's talking. Well, they're all making, I mean, th- they're making stuff up. Nobody I mean, knows. But then again, like every show is. Well, look, look at Mind Hunters. I finally got through both those seasons, and so I can't I believe you I can't believe they can't do another season of that because the creator just doesn't want to. Well, I mean that's scary. I mean, I'm I'm more of the mindset of do like what they did with Better Call Saul and take an extended break, and yeah. season five is it's either five or six is coming up soon. I mean, it's like weeks weeks away, right? Weeks away. Same thing with Fargo. Like, yep. As long as you give it to me at some point, I'm okay with it. Right. You know, I I don't understand it. It's well, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way with movies, which we'll talk about soon, a little bit later. Okay. You You can't you can't wait that long with movie sequels. Actually, everything we're talking about today. Is in theory a sequel. Is a sequel. Yes, it is. So let's let's so, dive in. Let's dive in. Okay. S- Stephen King's Doctor Sleep. I went into this movie completely ready to hate it, completely not interested in it, completely not wanting to deal with it, and within ten minutes, I was hooked. It's like a, what a good movie. What a great movie, and it's the same guy who does Haunting of Hill House. That's right. So, uh, and I didn't really realize that until I got into it. So, but, but, you know, and it's funny because like so, uh, toward the end of, of where they end up, you totally get that vibe. You're right. Yeah. They go back to the Overlook Hotel. And it's which, right. Which is totally different than King's book. The end of the book. Yes. But you know why, right? Yes. Okay. Tell us. Because- well, because King hated the way that Kubrick ended the movie, The Shining. That's right. It That's did right. not follow the book. Right. And so Mike Flanagan and the screen, who was also the screenwriter and the director, tried to close the chapter by doing the one thing that was supposed to happen in the in the first movie that didn't happen. Right. Which was to blow up the hotel. Right. So, um. There's there's a couple things going on here. So first of all, there's a director's cut, and I don't know which one you watched, but the director's cut is three hours long, and it flew by. I it's didn't so, even realize it was that long, and it, it was good. That's what I, I watched because I can get both. I watched the director's cut. It, it is so enthralling, and there really is not a lot of dead space. It's no. very exciting, and it's not really slow i mean you're essentially following a an adult danny torrance and his played, played by ewan mcgregor who who's has really well by ewan mcgregor yeah like probably one of his best performances superb easily. and it's 40 years he's you know he's 40 years older he still has the shine but you know he's suppressed it by drinking and doing drugs and and hiding and hiding the ghosts in his mind in in lockers like lockers yeah. which is pretty cool yeah so so in the original movie the the groundskeeper was played by scatman crothers and obviously he's not with us anymore so right. the ghost of the groundskeeper who's played by cliff curtis is there talking to him about how he can escape from 
still seeing the woman in the bathtub by locking them away and then they'll never come back again. And so he builds a defense mechanism in his mind to lock away all the ghosts that are still trying to get him from the Overlook Hotel, which is marvelous. What a great idea. And they're in there. The lockers are in the maze sitting in the snow from the Overlook. Right. Of course. Which is just wonderful. I mean, how how smart. Um, We could go on and on about, I guess, Rose the Hat and the the True Knot, which is this group of... Psychic psychic vampires. Yeah, I guess that's like how they're described, right? Yeah, they'll suck the the psychic essence from shine... From shine powered individuals. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember what what do they they call it again? Is it the smoke? They they get they have a name for it. The, the steam. It's the, the steam. steam, right? Which is even which is just as cool. And they brutally murder a, a little boy and eat his steam, and that's just crazy. Right. And um. There are two things that I really enjoyed about this that really, in some ways, didn't have anything to do with the arc of Rebecca Ferguson's character, Rose the Hat. And the first one is Danny Torrance working in a, an elderly home as an orderly. And at Great night, idea. following a cat who had intuition that people were going to die into a room and walking these people through how they're going to die and what it's going to be like, because he knows. And it's so riveting to watch like that alone. I could have watched like an hour of it and been fine. And it's so well done the way that that is. And it still shows that he has this gift. That's the first one. And the second one is when the house comes to life as he's, or the overlook comes to life as he's walking through it and the lights creepily turn on as he takes steps forward. Yep. It's just, that was just spectacular to me. That that hotel, just the way in which the, the hole was still in the door where he, where he had burst yeah. through the bathroom door. They show the window in the bathroom. Um, all these areas where he was hiding. Um, and then, of course, they have a pretty interesting scene in the um, in the ballroom with Jack, with with the someone dad, who, someone who looks like Jack. Right. A young right. Jack, um, who is the bartender and played uh, by. I don't know. Henry Henry Thomas. OK. The kid from E.T. Who no also thing. was was the father in House ha- Haunted Hill. That's why he looks so familiar to me. Yep. yep. OK, I didn't. even. So, yeah. And it's interesting because I don't think. It, it, it it's hard to say does he know that he's his father because it they sort of come across as he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah no i think he knows so essentially like what it boils down to is the house is very much like the haunting of hill house it's eating yes. souls it needs yes. to stay alive so he eats things it consumes them that's right and so the sort of the titular ending of this the 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 sort of the the boss fight if you will takes place on the grand staircase in the hotel and overlo- it's awesome. overlooking the typewriter that Danny's father was using to write all work and no play make Jack a dull boy. Right. Over and over again. Right. Um, the scene with the elevators bleeding was great. The twins 
the the various ghosts that were appearing. Yep. yep, and that damn woman in the bathtub. Oh, that woman in the bathtub, man. Scary she gross. She appears like seven times in this yeah. movie. Grotesque. And then she appears in the very end. She's yep. in it like a bunch, but it's yeah. um, it's so well done. I mean, there's like two movies within this movie. Um, and and I mean, I get yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, uh, Abra, the girl? We didn't even mention her. No, because again, there's like there's a lot in this movie. The the knot, the true knot, are hunting her because she is super. Super shine, super shine, powerful, and um, she she is really good at turning it around on the shine on the uh, true knot. I mean, she yes. really delivers pain to those people, and it's really great to watch. I mean, it 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 turns into an action film at moments. Well worth well worth it. Well, and the shine is based on magic, or like magic tricks. Like, I'm right. going to perform a magic trick. I'm going to yeah. do something that's going to make you uh, assume something, but yet I'm going to do something else. And they allude to the fact that Danny Torrance had an equally strong, if not stronger, shine. Right. Um, because, they're, because they're able to communicate telepathically like half the distance between the country, which means that they are extraordinarily powerful people. They're called lookers. That's right. Um, who can look in and see what other people are doing. Then there's, there was another one, which I guess she was, was she a speaker or a, I don't remember what the, there was like the girl in the beginning. I don't remember what her power was, but she, she could basically persuade people to do anything. And then they yeah. sort of, they show what it's, it's like to turn someone in to become a, into the true knot. What happens when they don't get enough. Uh, right. Steam. Oh, so good. Just the whole thing is just, like Stephen King's mind is just so twisted. Yeah. And Flanagan is so passionate about what was happening that he was just so into it with them. Yeah. It was, it was it's obvious. Yeah. And if you watch the extras, it's obvious because those two are hanging out and a lot of the extras talking about it. And um, there's no optional commentary track, which is a complete drag, but there's, you know, plenty to enjoy about 35 minutes of extras about looking at the, how they made the movie and stuff. So that's great. And it looked my, beautiful. Oh yeah. My beef is in the package, you get um, a 4k disc that has the theatrical version on it. And then they give you a Blu-ray with the director's cut. They don't give you a 4k of the director's cut, which why? makes no sense. I don't know why. The only way to watch the 4K version of the director's cut is using their the included code to go to movies anywhere, and, uh, and which, which is also available that. on Apple. But the the thing is, you know, if you're a, a disc purist or if you're somebody in a rural area who yep. doesn't have access to that kind of internet connection, you're gonna be really bummed. Yep. Because the director's cut's the way to go. There's no way. I mean, and, it, and the, it looked you know. beautiful. It 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 flowed well. Um, the extras were pretty. You know, they were all right. I wouldn't say that they were great, but um, it was very enthralling. It was fun to watch. 
I was, you know, there are definitely points where you get a pretty decent creep factor going on. Right. Um, just a really solid, solid movie. I think it deserved more than what it sort of got out of it for ratings wise. But I understand why people would nail it because I don't know how you carry on from The Shining. Right. It's tough to to top what Kubrick did. Yeah. But though now, I was though I was much happier with this film than The Shining, because The Shining basically for me watching it as, as late as I did after it had come out was like watching Jack Nicholson get ready for the Joker. Yeah. I mean, that's where I was at watching that movie, because every time he came on this beat, I started to giggle because I was like, man, wow, this is the Joker. This guy is doing a great job. So. You know what I think is really interesting? If they ever did a remake of The Shining, the commercial with Brian Cranston doing a Mountain Dew commercial but set in the in the universe of The Shining, right. his voice and his acting, he'd be the only one that I think could pull it off. But I really hope they don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I agree with you. I think it's, you know, you can't really, I mean... Plus, it would be weird to come out with this and then like two years later, come out with the shining all over again. You know, right. like that doesn't work. Right. But if they ever did it, the right. only way I would watch it is if Cranston played Nicholson's role. Right. Because he could do it. He's maniacal enough and he's still young enough. He could do it. Yep. OK, so. that's one. Whew. All right. I give that uh, one an A. Oh, that's up. an A straight up. Yep. This one I'm still not sure on. So did we need another Terminator movie becomes the first question, right? No, we didn't. We really didn't. And um, I am sure what they did in this movie within the first five minutes really annoyed a lot of people. Probably turned them off to ever watching a Terminator film again. But So I have a question about that. How did they shoot that? Was that something from archived footage? Or was it CGI? You mean, you mean we're, it's all, it was all CGI? It didn't look it. Might not have, but it was. And they literally replaced actors' faces with, with, with the, like, the, the, the young John Connor and stuff like that. I mean, did you... I mean, when you looked at that, did it look like that they had shot like a flashback sequence or something from T2. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Cause I was looking at some of the, the, the specials, the, the extras. So I had already kind of known what was going to happen and I'd been tipped off. So yeah, I don't know. See, I didn't. And I was like, man, how did they pull this off? Yeah. So in Terminator Dark Fate, it essentially replaces Terminator 3. And creates this new arc. Picking up from Terminator 2. After Judge, Terminator, Judgment Day. Right. After, after Judgment Day. Well, actually, no. That's, the, yeah, I, I, I guess, yes, it, correct. It takes place after Terminator 2. Directed by Tim Miller. Right. With his sort of cast of cast and crew of people, including James Cameron as a screenwriter. And I kind of feel bad about it, because when, <laughs> when you watch the extras... Um, he's Tim Miller is so excited. He's so excited about this movie. I mean, he can't stop talking. He's like a little kid, giddy school kid talking. 
And um, the movie, of course, is considered a bomb. It bombed yes. at the box office. Correct. And um, it, it, they even include in the extras. Um, now, once again, you have to go to the digital code to find this, but there's an optional commentary track with Mr. Miller and his editor, uh, Julian Clark. And, and he's so excited um, about picking apart the movie and all the little pieces that got put together and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's hard to watch and listen to it because, you know, after this movie came out and he realized he had a bomb, he must be really bummed. Do you know what, what I think killed it for me? What? The 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 main Terminator, the the, the villain. The Rev Terminator. 9. The Rev, Rev 9. 9. There was something so methodical about Schwarzenegger's initial Terminator and Terminator 1 about just like the relentless cold, just like mowing people down as if they didn't exist. This guy just kind of had like charisma to him. Well, that was uh, when they when the the new Cyberdyne or whatever it was called uh, built. These these terminators they gave them a level of human uh emotion yeah i get that but even in t2 the t9000 that was oh 9, yeah or robert the patrick yeah you mean robert patrick yeah, yeah. stone cold yep. and this one just didn't have that feel to it like there wasn't something where it was just like a relentless drag out like drop out like just drag on fight where, you know, it was just a lot of explosions, a lot of like people getting shot, but it didn't have that sort of like run, run, run for your life, like feel to it. It just seemed. This reminded me, on. this reminded me of what J.J. Abrams did in Star Wars Force Awakens. He He built, he basically just rebuilt the first movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tim Miller basically rebuilt with James Cameron, like the first, the best of the first two movies. And even what they thought was, yeah. And even Schwarzenegger just wasn't, he felt underused. Yeah. And just sort of, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. Just like it was weak. With that said, some of the effects are pretty fun. I mean, Oh, I mean, kind of yeah, amazing. Don't get me wrong. It's but just I've seen like, it all before. I know. I mean, it's funny because I've sort of gone back and I think about there was the one with Christian Bale, which, man, yeah, you know, I remember those. Which was okay. Um, and then there was Terminator Three, and that one. You know what? I actually didn't hate that movie. The that was the one Danes. with Claire Danes. Yeah, and that other guy playing John Connor. Yep. So I'm still really aggravated that they just could never give John Connor a, another movie. I guess the kid was pretty messed up, or I don't know what was going on. The uh, actor so, himself. So Terminator Genesis, if you remember, was the one before this one, which was the one with um, Amelia Clark. Right. And then right. the one before that was Salvation with Christian Bale. Yes. And then that I was, remember for sure. And then, you know, was Rise of the Machines before yeah. that. So, I mean, there's been now one, two, three, four, five. There's been six Terminators. Yeah. It's done. I think it's done. There, you know, there just isn't anyone that looks like Arnold. Arnold was 
that this right. role was written and made for him. You can't put somebody else in that villainous role and then do the smartest thing ever, which is flip it in the sequel. Yep. Yep. You just like that was yeah, brilliant. You can't put the rock in it. You just can't. It's it has to be Arnold. And if it's not, then it's not it just right. doesn't work. I mean, Arnold is just was just so huge, like mass wise. And I feel so bad from uh Linda Hamilton cuz she finally comes back. And she and, tried uh, so hard. And she tried so hard and she looked so good and she did what she needed to do and she's still dealing with a bomb. So Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a reason probably why uh Deadpool 2 went elsewhere. Did it? What yeah, am I talking? Tim they Miller didn't use, didn't, they didn't no, use Tim Miller. Okay. No, 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 no. Nope. Nope. So, so that's where I'm at with that. I gave it like a B minus. B minus. Okay with it. And what has it. what has me concerned about this is that if James Cameron was signed on as a producer and a screenwriter, what is Avatar two, three, and four going to be? Who cares? I mean, how long can you? Once again, this was a when we. You know, you said I'll wait for a good TV series for years to get it back. Um. I don't think they can do that in movies. Well, and in some ways they can't do it with TV. Look at the X-Files. Right. I mean, it, right. it just it, it just didn't work. Right. Um now, but... I'll get uh, now I'm going to move on to the perfect example of losing an audience when you had them and like really had them. And that would be Zombieland Double Tap. Yep. Here's another movie I went into going, eh, you know, whatever. And you know what? I really like this movie. I I applauded at points in it. I laughed. I um I was so happy to be part of that universe again cuz it was so well done again. But the audience didn't care. They moved on. Total tank again, right? It did not do well. Right. And I think it was because they waited too long. Because I I really thought this movie was funny. They did a great job on it. I mean, considering, uh, you know, Woody essentially, I think, kind of runs the gamut of the sort of the comedy chops yeah. throughout. Although, you know, if you look back and then you look at this one, he's aged quite substantially. Right. And that's something that's hard to look past. Oh, uh, not for I didn't even that doesn't matter. I don't care about that. I, I was I was so enthralled by the the relationships between the characters and that these new characters, especially the um, Columbus's new girlfriend. Oh, which she was, was so annoying. Oh, but so funny. I mean, what I a guess, great but, way uh, to play that. Rosario Dawson was perfect. Yep. In this and the the appearance of Luke Wilson and uh, Thomas Middleditch, the Middleditch. the doppelgammers of Tallahassee. Yep. Come on, man, that's funny stuff. And yeah. the entire thing is around the fact that they're trying to get to this Nirvana place that is run by pot smoking retro hippie pacifists, which is even funnier. Well, yeah, because um, as we all know, 
Yeah. Tallahassee hates pacifists. That's right. And you're out to basically, you have to kill the zombies. It's not like you could have a peace treaty with them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And, and the brutal violence in it was his was unbelievable so cartoon it was cartoony it was so amazing the amount of gore all over the screen so, i love it yeah i i th- i thought it was um i thought it was great i, I think that it it you know it's, it's hard to top when you're going against somebody like bill murray being in it right because they i mean they really didn't have that I had read somewhere that I thought there was going to be a Bill Murray Dan Aykroyd appearance, so obviously I was wrong. But... I thought so too. Yeah. Um, so worldwide, Zombieland Double Tap made 122, which and is change. nothing, nothing. And, and if you go and you look at Zombieland One, and you look at the overall. It only made a hundred and two million. The original Zombieland only made a hundred and two million. This one made more. That's amazing. But, but the first one was on a budget of twenty three million. This one was on a budget of forty two million. Forty, yeah, okay. So it was definitely. So you double. know what? Maybe it wasn't as as dire as I made it out to be, but it mm. certainly wasn't a blockbuster. Uh, I would I would agree with that. I I don't really remember what it went up against. Right. Um, I can tell you that uh, Terminator Dark Fate had a hundred and eighty-five million dollar budget, and it only made uh, two sixty-one worldwide. Brutal. Yeah, that's not enough. <laughs> no, it only made uh, sixty-two million domestically. And Dark Fate. Yeah, they got it. That Dark Fate had to come in like at eight hundred million, somewhere around that, to really, really, yeah, make another one. Internationally, it made two hundred million. Right. Terrible. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know how, you, you know, I don't know how they keep making these things. I don't it know. It just doesn't make any sense. The, um, what can I say? The extras on the disc, uh, really good. There's a director commentary track, mm-hmm. uh, fun to listen to. Um, this guy likes to listen to optional film commentary tracks. So he, he was very aware of what he was saying, why he was saying it and what he was going to offer the audience. And he gave us a lot of good stuff. Um, he uh he t- he talks all the way through the end credits. I mean, which is pretty amazing to me. He even talks about Harrelson singing "Burning Love" at the end, which is pretty funny. I didn't realize that until I thought about it. Um, there's about another thirty minutes of uh, featurettes. Uh, they talk about the cars they use, which are pretty awesome. Um, some of the fight scenes, and um, there's also a segment on uh, the day they shot with Bill Murray, which is, of course, funny, as it should mm-hmm. be. And there's like 12 minutes of deleted scenes, but they're not that interesting or important. And there's always an unfunny gag reel. You know, it's amazing to me how many movies offer gag reels that aren't funny. I can't tell you the last time. You know what? I can. The last gag reel I saw that made me laugh was a Jim Carrey liar, liar that movie you know, you know it one it was horrible bosses for me yeah i'd have to go back and look at that but the, 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 the end the gag reel is because it's jason sudeikis yeah yeah um, i don't know what yeah. it is but 
gag reels aren't what they used to be, <laughs> for whatever that means. So speaking of Bill Murray, what'd you think of him reprising his role as uh, Phil Connors in a Jeep commercial? Uh, that was great. That I was like great. It. I think yeah. at this point in his career, and you know, this guy's not like a Harrison Ford where he keeps disowning characters that made him lots of money. He um, he's just kind of embracing it and going along for the ride, you know, which he should. I mean, you know, what, he's, di- he, what difference does it make? Enjoy yourself. He doesn't care, and he's definitely confirmed he's in Ghostbusters. What I was bummed about is the um. Oh, my God. The character in Ghostbusters, the one Ghostbuster guy that didn't come back, who's now in. Oh, Rick Moranis? Yeah. I mean, why would he why would he decide to do another? um, Honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah. But not show up for Ghostbusters. That makes no sense to me. Because Honey, I shrunk the kids and Honey, I blew up the baby or whatever it was. Yeah. uh, He's the he's the star. And in Ghostbusters, it was going to be beneath him to show up for like two days for some do you, campy do you thing. Honestly, think that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it it is weird, unless of course, it's just the world's best kept secret that he was there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, there's no way we'd know it. Somebody would leak that. I mean, I just saw the trailer for. Um, I didn't even realize that uh, Wes Craven was doing another movie, and of course, Bill Murray's in it. Well, really? Okay. Uh, I mean, the list of people in the movie for this is unbelievable. Like, uh, Sorsha Ronan, Timothy Chalamet, Elizabeth Ross, Bill Murray, Edward Norton, Willem Dafoe, Christoph Waltz, Tilda Swinton, Liev Shriver, Owen Wilson, Adrian Brody, Benicio Del Toro. That's a ridiculous wow. amount of people. <laughs> Man. Yeah. All right. All right, so I'm giving, I'm actually giving uh, double, double tap an A because I really, I laughed, I cried. I'll give it an A minus. I'll give it an A minus. It's hard to top the first one. Yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it topped the first one, but I think it was a worthy sequel. Well, the only reason it didn't top the first one was because you'd never seen something like that in the first one. You know what and I mean? It, it's just yeah, you can't you can't recapture yeah. that magic. It's so. just impossible. Yeah. So I mean, it's all good. I, it, you know, it was entertaining. I I enjoyed it. I mean, I've got. I've got so many other movies that I've I'm sort of going through and it's nice to have something where you can just sit back and right. Just go along for the ride. Yeah. Um, so let's see, we're good now next, uh, next week or next month, whenever we get together again, uh, I think we're going to look at midway, uh, yep. uh, for Ford versus Ferrari. Yep. Um, and probably Jojo rabbit. Yep. I'm thinking. So, yep. and maybe knives out if you get it. Knives out, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, have you watched Ford versus Ferrari? No, no. I just got I'm, it. So. I am telling you, it's good. Amazing. Good. I'm so pleased with it. It is. And you know, I watched Parasite, and I'm telling you, it was a good movie. But you know what? I wouldn't give it at the best picture award. But Hollywood loves itself, and they yeah, love that, I, they can, that they can be like, hey, let's get somebody else. I mean. Yeah, I know. But, you know, you watch, you watch the movie, and you tell me what you think. We'll, we'll talk about it next time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, <laughs> I can't say I'm terribly excited for Midway, but maybe I'll be surprised. I'm a sucker for, for 1970s uh, World War II spectacles. So if it's anything like the previous Midway, 
1976 or something, which had, you know, a cast of, of superstars in it, you know, or like the longest day with John Wayne and Glenn Ford and all these kind of guys or Torah, Torah, Torah. I'm going to enjoy it. So, yeah, it's the same thing. Like what I, here's the one that I don't know what to think of. It will be Jojo rabbit. Yeah. That's going to be a wild card, but I think I'm going to like it. Yeah, I think, I think so too. But, uh, um, you know, I think that uh, Taika Waititi is going to, he's got such a, an interesting sense of humor. Yeah. That it'll be hard to tell whether it's going to be more in line of, say, uh, 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 what is it, the in the shadow? I can't remember, can't remember the. What we do in the show. shadows. What we do in the shadows. Or is yeah. it going to be more like Ragnarok style comedy? Right, right. Yeah, so we'll see. He's, a, he's a weird dude. He is definitely very strange, but. Yep. Man, action packed once again. Yep, on my wow. new Fio, on my new FiOS connection too. So, so after all those years of Comcast, how's your first yeah. experience with FiOS? Um, so I mean, here was my first experience. The technician didn't show up. Right. So that was that was tragic for me, um, and I actually had to call FiOS and say, "What the hell's going on?" And then they show up two hours later when I'm not here. But I will say. They came out, two guys, installed quickly, used the CAT 5 or 6 line like you recommended. Um, and so far, it's been flawless. So yeah. all I can say so far is Comcast suck it. On Monday, they're done. And how much money are you saving? I'm going to save lot, right? roughly $90 a month. Yep. And that's, 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 what, that's what getting, you know, I bought YouTube TV. And we're yep. checking it out now, and we're yep. kind of enjoying it. And I'm not seeing any problems there either. YouTube so TV, welcome. yeah. We watch the Super Bowl, and if you're gonna watch something that is gonna flake out with right. the number of people who are streaming it, it would have been the it, Super Bowl. It would have been the Super Bowl. I had no problems. I had no drop in quality. It was an HD across the board. Fantastic. The only downside to YouTube and really for any where any service where you're streaming television and even through like Comcast and Verizon, if you have devices, it is delayed by about seven to 10 to 15 seconds between the live broadcast and what you're seeing. Oh, who cares? I won't even know anymore. My point, unless you're on the phone with somebody being like, okay, like it's two seconds left in the football game. And then right. they're like, hey, touched. and you're like, I haven't seen it yet. Just, you know, don't worry about it. But I mean, yeah, right. it's YouTube TV. I use it all the time. I primarily watch it on my computer while I'm working. If I, if there's like something breaking or, Right. You know, just in general, I want to catch something or like I use the DVR tool, which is not terribly great. I will I will admit that like you, there's no like they record it with the commercials, which is kind of annoying. But you could fast forward past the commercials. You can. You can. It's just like you would think that YouTube would have a smarter way of capturing right. shows without the commercials. Don't they give you a countdown too on how many commercials there are? No, because it's it's coming from your local station. Okay. It's not. I mean, not, yes. Not like, are, like on Roku, I I can watch something and I know there's four commercials that I got. It, I got like X amount of time. It depends. It depends on the program. Sometimes it is YouTube specific ads and you'll see the same ones over and over again. Sometimes it's ads from live TV, like your local, like NBC, ABC, Fox, CBS. 
Okay. It just, it just depends. It varies, but it's been super rock solid. I've never had a problem with it. The interface is so easy. Yep. And if you've got a Roku or a smart TV that uses it, your money, you're good to go. Okay. Well, there we go. Yep. So I've been cable free for over a year now, and it's fantastic. So cannot Great. complain in the slightest. All right. Well, that's our glowing endorsement of Verizon, I guess, for today. And on that note, <laughs> yeah. uh, next we've next received time, no money for endorsing no. them. By the if, way, if so. only, if only, if only. Though um, I will be getting a credit, I'm sure, for the the f up they had on the other day. So we'll and, see. and I will, and I will just drop in, watch the first episode of Star Trek Picard. Did enjoy it quite a bit. Okay. Yep. I didn't get there yet, but it's I'm free. Gonna... It's free. The no, first no, I, one yeah, is free. I know. I know. Okay. I think you can watch it on YouTube. So. Okay. All right. See ya. Very good. See ya.